From Brown Cow Studios in Gallatin Gateway, Montana, this is News Nerds. I'm Ezra Graham. This week marks the one-year anniversary of a chain of deadly tornadoes that traveled through Kentucky and the surrounding states. In total, 80 Kentuckians died in the tornadoes, and many more were injured. One of the hardest-hit towns in Kentucky was Mayfield. Many businesses were affected by the storm, including Carr's Steakhouse. Last year, I talked to Daniel Carr, who is an owner at the steakhouse, and this week I called him back up to get an update on the future of the restaurant. Although the restaurant was completely destroyed, the Carr family has opened Carr's Cafe while they think about rebuilding. It's Wednesday, December 7th, and this is News Nerds. Daniel Carr is a restaurant owner in Mayfield, Kentucky. Last year this week, his restaurant Carr's Steakhouse was destroyed because of tornadoes that traveled through Mayfield and the surrounding areas. We talked last year about how the business was affected by the tornadoes, and he's joining us now. Thanks so much for being with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So how has Mayfield as uh, a, a town changed since the last time we talked? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> Back to almost two years past now, and I mean, most of the affected areas, um, you know, it's not definitely not rebuild or anything. I think it's going to take several years. Um, but I mean, some houses have come back. Uh, some businesses are rebuilt, are rebuilding. Um, you know, but a vast majority of it's just kind of changed from being uh, damaged and destroyed, you know, buildings or lots or whatever it was, houses to, you know, to being debris torn down and ready to be hauled away. So now there's just a lot of empty empty lots in those spots, whether it be houses or businesses like the steakhouse or um, even our courthouse, you know, it's just a big empty lot now or they're kind of, you know, over the course of the last years, it's kind of taken time, you know, a lot of time to to get that stuff down and then clear it away and then out so they can look at how the rebuild is going to go. So Mayfield is, uh, you know, relatively small. It's about 10,000 people. And, you know, it's a uh, small towns are usually, you know, have a, a more close-knit community than bigger cities. So how did the community uh, work together to combat their destruction? Well, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, people were, you know, the entire town was not destroyed. We've got, a, you know, a lot of neighborhoods that are still intact. A good portion of town is still there. But, I mean, it's been, like the heart of the city was it as far as the historical downtown and the, kind of the business district there. And then several, you know, large neighborhoods were really hit hard. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people just here in town locally, you know, right off the bat, they were running to help their neighbors, you know, literally. And then, you know, people that weren't as affected or weren't as uh, in just dire situations, you know, they responded, you know, going from, you know, place to place across town, you know, helping people uh, with cleanup, with pickup, you know, which try to, you know, take care of them, you know, basic necessities and whatnot. And that's kind of carried over, you know. Of course, we had all this outside help just pour into the community, which was really amazing from, you know, charities, from individuals that just wanted to give their time and talent, uh, you know, to help out. I mean, so, you know, at first it was about, you know, recovery and um, trying to put pieces back together. But going forward, you know, people are still working together trying to figure out how to rebuild, you know, people are um, coming together, you know, building houses. They are, you know, working with these different organizations that are still here on the ground, uh, you know, building just whole new uh, subdivisions and whole new uh, neighborhoods. Um, it's pretty inspiring and pretty amazing to see. I mean, it's definitely a fact that it's still a slow process, and that's what, you know, I think drives a lot of people crazy. You know, everyone was hoping, you know, we'd be seeing much more built, but it's just, there's just so much red tape and so many different 
parts and organizations involved and different, you know, local government, state government, federal government, FEMA. There's just so much to it. I don't think a lot of people realize that. And it, and it is rough to see the town. Like, it's rough to see the town out of the tornado. It's rough to see it a month out of the tornado. And it's rough to see the year out of the tornado because there's just so much empty space now where people remember, hey, that's, that used to be my church. That used to be my, my restaurant. That used to be courthouse and you know and now it's there's just it's just nothing so it's, it's that's difficult but people still are wanting mayfield to bounce back they want to be here they want more people you know, to come back to town so i mean we're still driving forward yeah well i i think many people could remember uh last year when the tornadoes uh, you know, swept through Mayfield and, and surrounding states and, and towns and cities. Um, and, you know, it received a lot of attention and President Biden visited the area. Um, you know, and there was a lots of, lots of help, as you're mentioning. But do you think that help has kind of diminished as, uh, you, the country has moved on as, as they've seen, you know, seen other direct disasters this summer, uh, you know, this spring? Well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think that's that's pretty normal. I think that's a, you know, I think everybody kind of expects that. I mean, there's just there's always another next big disaster. There's always, I mean, just here in Kentucky after the tornadoes in December, I think in the summer we had severe severe flooding in eastern Kentucky that affected multiple towns, and uh, that required a, you know, a monumental amount of effort and organizations and then the hurricanes and I mean just. There's, a, there's always going to be another disaster, and as many, it's amazing how many different organizations there are. But the need is always seems to always be greater yeah. than all of that. I mean, we had just dozens and dozens of charities and organizations that were just, I mean, outstanding. I mean, the people that you know just gave, they took time off from their jobs for weeks, they left their families, especially with the tornadoes right around Christmas. People just gave up being in their homes with their families to be here on the ground to help clean up. Provide warm meals, shelter for people. I mean, it, was, it is really, you know, speaks to how amazing and inspiring and just how just the humanity of people. But, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely has gone down. But I mean, there's still a lot of organizations here. I mean, Samaritan's Purse is one that's, that's committed to being here for the next several years, building hundreds of homes to help people, you know, have a, have a good, solid home going forward, you know, where they may have had to rent something or may not have something very safe. I mean, they're, they're getting brand new homes. So it's, it's really awesome as far as that goes. But I mean, I totally understand these, all these other groups, you know, they need to go to where the need is the greatest. And hopefully we're on the road to recovery now, you know, and we don't need as much help, but I mean, as far as what they do with, with, you know, chopping trees down with clearing things out that we're up to the next stage of this. So uh, you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of empty space. There's been a lot of cleanup efforts. Uh, what was the cleanup effort specifically for the steakhouse? Uh, and, you know, were you a part of that? Well, <laughs> just on a real small scale, I mean, early on before we actually, like, completely cleared the lot, you know, we were there for about two weeks every day. Uh, for one thing, we didn't have power at home, so we would um, – once we slept through the night, we'd get our kids to my mom's house who had power in the county. And then uh, my wife and I and my oldest son, we would just go up there. We'd be there all day uh, just trying to go through the rubble, trying to salvage what we could. You know, we, uh, uh, and just kind of, they just kind of bled together because we were just kind of up there in the dirt and the grand, the debris and the dust and the bricks and the wood and everything, just going through it for hours until it got dark. And we'd get back together with the kids, eat dinner, and then, Go to bed and do it all over again. But yeah. and when it actually, there's just 
there was like there was so much debris, so many buildings destroyed. Like you said, Mixville's not a huge town. There's not a ton of contractors that can tackle something like that. So there was a long, drawn out process, especially for businesses. If you were a homeowner, you know you had some help from FEMA and stuff like that when it came to debris removal and all that kind of stuff. But with the business, you were kind of expected to. You know, it should have been part of your, which it was. You know, but if you didn't have insurance, you were kind of out of the out in the cold on that. But it was just a long, long kind of wait, waiting for the crews to get to you to to you know completely clear a lot. So it probably went until the summer, probably May or June, before we actually got our lot completely cleared off. And like I said, there's still um, the courthouse just got cleared in the last couple months. Uh, there was an apartment building that used to be the old hospital that just just now that. Like this week came down, so there's still and it's like it's just a huge, huge undertaking, and there's not just one group that comes around and does it. So it's just a big, you know, bigger than you would ever think. It's an undertaking to do all that citywide. So your family has been, uh, you know, in the restaurant business for many years and you know it's a, it's really a family venture you last time we talked you talked about uh working uh, in high school and now you're you're you still working in the industry so tell listeners a little bit about how car's steakhouse was established sure well prior to car's steakhouse my grandparents opened uh or bought a small restaurant called uh cliff's barn back in the 1950s and they turned it into car's barn cafe and so, and then currently, or up until the tornado, just had the name Cars Barn. And so we've ran it continuously from the 1950s to today. Um, and it's just a small 12 seat restaurant that, um, like I said, they, they bought and ran together. My grandparents, uh, my father grew up in that restaurant, and then he later took it over, you know, back when he was probably in his 30s. And uh, I, I worked there during high school. Um, it was just kind of an you know, after school job for me, where I got some experience, you know, got in the real world and um and then in 2011 we decided we were going to open well, prior to that so we, we decided we were going to open a different restaurant actually across the street from the the barn we found an old uh, historical two-story building that was just kind of vacant and kind of dilapidated and we renovated it and made it car steakhouse and opened in 2011 and so we've been running that i mean since since then i mean we weathered the the pandemic and all the different issues that all restaurants across the country have faced over the last several years. But um, we really just wanted to give the, the community something special and unique. We're not a real huge town, but there's not tons of options. And we wanted to have something special for the people of Mayfield and in the region, really, as far as the steakhouse. You know, we offered special events all the time. We had a big meeting or a party room that people could have their receptions and Christmas parties and that kind of thing. So we felt like we had a really special restaurant and accident so it did hit us hard when we lost that so we're looking you know we're still at this point looking to find ways to get back to that yeah so what are your next steps like what are you doing now uh that the restaurants close it, it, you you you're still serving uh meals from cars cafe is that right yeah 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 uh, about two months two months from the day of the tornado we were able to open up in a in a separate building uh actually yeah, we're running as cars cafe now so it's a different concept restaurant it's a lot smaller, and we are outside the city a little bit. Uh, we do mostly carry out delivery. We do have some from uh, dine-in business, but we were able to employ a handful of our people, especially the ones that lost their homes during the tornado. Uh, so that was really good and important to us. Um, but that, actually, we are still 
doing what we love to do. We're still serving the community. Um, and it's definitely gives us a new experience. Like I said, being a different restaurant and a whole different kind of game plan and, and business, we're kind of seeing different things that we might have not ever seen at the steakhouse and meeting new challenges and having to figure new, just like we did during the pandemic, we're having to figure, figure things out on the fly and adapt, you know, even more so now, you know, after the tornado and just kind of figure out what we can do to serve the people of Mayfield and how we can still grow and, and be something special. So do you have any plans to rebuild or is that something that you're not focused on right now? We've had this conversation kind of over the last year and we're kind of getting more serious trying to figure out, you know, but we do want to build back more where we're at now. It's just kind of a short-term thing. Over the, it was like a two-year plan to be out there. Um, but, you know, as, as the community starts to come back and as more and more things are, are rebuilt, we're just trying to see where, you know, where the best location for us is. You know, downtown is still very much kind of up in the air and very, just, like I said, there's going to be a lot, going to be a lot. So trying to figure out, you know, if, if building right back there is going to be the best thing for us, if it's the best place for us to come back, or do we need to be looking at a different part of town? But we are having those discussions and trying to figure out, you know, what the next step is so, so we can really bounce back with the community. So were you given any monetary support uh, that, you know, would potentially help if you wanted to rebuild? Not, I mean, outside of our insurance, which definitely didn't cover a, a rebuild. Like I said, we had an old building to begin with, a historical building. So, you know, trying to rebuild something like that would kind of be more than the insurance would cover. Um, there's not yet been anything like that as far as for businesses, you know, geared to help businesses uh, come back in town. The Kentucky Restaurant Association, which we're a part of, they, they raised $100,000 for the restaurants affected in Mayfield, and we dispersed that um, kind of late January. And that was just for anyone, you know, whatever they needed it for, whether it's to build back or repairs or if they needed to give that money to their employees, uh, just kind of however they needed to use it, we wanted them to have that money. Um, so we, we were able to do that for them. Um, by the time we divided it amongst the restaurants, it wasn't all, you know, definitely not enough to rebuild, but yeah. I mean, that's that's something we did get from the, you know, the restaurants, which was amazing. But there's not really been anything yet. I mean, hopefully something like that does come down the pipeline. I know the priority early on has been, you know, building these houses for people and getting people, you know, safe shelter. And I understand that, and that's, that's great. But I do hope stuff comes down because, like I said, a lot of other businesses didn't have insurance at all. So, right. you know, they're, they're staring down, you know. it's just and They've probably been in the same boat that we are. They've maybe put their whole lives and their whole family you know, that business, and now there's just, you know, they have no shot without something. So hopefully that does opportunities to open up for people. Yeah. How are your employees? Um, you you, know, you mentioned that several of them had lost their, their homes. Uh, how are they doing in all of this? Uh, well, every one of them now is, is somewhere, say, um, has, I, I guess I would say a permanent house, um, Early on, you know, we had employees that were having to stay at the uh, state park lodges because that's something the governor of Kentucky opened up to some people. Uh, we had hundreds of people from the city. I guess, I guess thousands, really, from Mayfield were having to stay in those state park lodges. And we had a few employees that were doing that. Like, we had, like Several had lost their homes, lost their apartments. And everyone I've got now currently working for me, they're back in uh, new apartments. Uh, our restaurant manager, he's got a, a new house he's renting. That's uh, working out really well for him. So they're all, I mean, it's like they're all moving in the right direction. They're all somewhere in a good place. And like I said, we're keeping them as part of our restaurant family, you know, working side by side with them every day. So 
I do feel good about that. Uh, so you're a father, and and uh, I can only imagine what it would be like to have COVID happen, um, you know, and then the tornadoes happen kind of right after that. So, you know, our schools, how, how uh, did they get to school? Are they uh, in school now? Yes. Um, like the tornado, I think it basically, because uh, that happened right before Christmas break, and yeah. I don't think they basically just didn't go back to, you know, they kind of, Obviously, with the way things were in the community, they just didn't go to school. They just went and cut it short prior to Christmas, and then they kind of took a lengthy Christmas break. And I don't think they went back till about late January or February when they would have probably gone like the first week of January normally. So there was a bit of a delay there, but then eventually they went back. Um, and then the things as far as school goes, it's pretty. It's been pretty normalized. I mean, we had a. Uh, Actually, with COVID easing up, you know, we're able to have more and more of the extracurriculars and, and sports and stuff that they'd really kind of lost out on the last few years. And I think going back to school is definitely something they was good for them because, you know, when the tornado happened and they weren't seeing their friends and, you know, everything was just flipped upside down and their whole world kind of shaken up. So it's really good for them to get back to that, at least that kind of normalcy. Because that's something everyone, it's constantly, this is like the hot word, you know, we're ready for things to get back to normal, but for things to get back to normal. And at least that's something that they can get back into and then feel feel good about it and feel safe and enjoy things again. Because I'm sure, I mean, I'm an adult now and I've been up here my whole life. I'm not really sure, you know, from their perspective, how they see, you know, the town. And not, you know, I know how they feel about the restaurant not being there and their memories and their feelings about that. But as far as all, this, you know, all the rest of the town, it's, you know, I really don't know what thinking. But, uh, but yeah, their uh, school's going really great for them and I'm... Uh, my oldest son uh, was eight or turned eighteen in May, and so he went off to college. So that's kind of been a, a new thing for us. It's, he's our oldest, and we've got four little ones in elementary school. So, but it's 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 been really good as far as school goes. Well, that's good. Uh, well, Daniel, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Absolutely, Ezra. I appreciate you talking to me. restaurant owner Daniel Carr. His restaurant, Carr's Steakhouse, was destroyed last year this week because of tornadoes that swept through Mayfield, Kentucky, where the restaurant was located, and the surrounding areas. is produced and hosted by me. We're on the web at newsnerdspodcast.com where you can catch up with episodes that you missed, subscribe to our newsletter, play our daily mini crosswords, and contact us. Find News Nerds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a review. We're also on community radio station KGVM every other week at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time. They're at kgvm.org or 95.9 FM on your radio. Consider supporting them by going to kgvm.org slash support dash kgvm. 
Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next week.